When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're gonna see some serious shit. Well, that is the story of human progress. One inch at a time. I'm your host, Joe DiStefano, and you're listening to Stack. Hey guys, and welcome to the Friday show. I uh, missed you last week. I was just crazy busy, and I never like putting things out that I don't love. So sometimes I'm going to skip the Friday show, and that's okay. I forgive myself, and um, I want to just keep bringing you guys uh, the best possible information every week and uh, with every single podcast. And so if I miss a week here or there, it's because nobody's perfect, right? And um, that's just the way the cookie crumbles. I hope you guys are doing awesome and you're well. And actually, one more little update. In that vein, I think the Friday show, I don't know. It's going to change form. Um, it's going to change some form. I don't know exactly where it's going to go. It might get a little less consistent. Um, and it might get a little punchier. It might get a little shorter. I might do more of a, you know, like a single question AMA type thing. I don't really know. Um, you can email me if you have any ideas. It's hey at coachjodi.com is my email. You can send something over if you have any requests. But I think I'm going to probably more or less make it a really simple AMA. Whatever's on my mind that week, uh, whatever questions I'm getting, because they, they come in batches. It's funny. You know, I have weeks and weeks where I have a bunch of new dads or new moms or pregnant women or, uh, and then I have weeks and weeks and none of that. And, and weeks and weeks of weight loss questions or fasting questions. And, um, it's funny how things come in sets and waves. So anyway, this week I had a question, um, about breathing and it was probably because I just released the podcast with Dan Brule on Tuesday. And, um, that was an awesome show. I hope you listened to it. It was a really fun one. I can't wait to have him back couple of more times on this podcast because I really enjoyed the hour and, and felt like we could have dove a lot deeper. And of course, we got to finish up the box and the circle as it relates to breath because we spent so much time on the triangle, we ran out of time. And then, you know, the technological difficulties made it impossible to continue. And so we're going to bring Dan back. But one of the questions I had following that show was, um, I'm a swimmer, you know, how do I nose breathe? And this is a question I've gotten before many times. Um, I believe I've answered it in the Q&As on my Instagram, but I don't even know how to navigate those things. I'm probably just going to take them down because you guys might remember on Instagram, I used to do an AMA every Monday, and I would answer like 100, sometimes even more questions. Um, and then I put them all up in my highlights or whatever they're called, and they're still there. They're from 2019. You can find them, but it takes a lot of patience because there's no, you know, there's no Dewey decimal system there to find what you want. So it's kind of like you're just kind of on an adventure and whatever came up that week. But this question about uh, nose breathing, because, you know, people like me are, you know, saying nose breathe, nose breathe, nose breathe, you know, mouth is the panic button and, you know, the mouth's going to stress you out and, and it's not good and, and all this jazz. And, um, and so I get the question a lot, especially from swimmers, because, you know, of course you almost you pretty much have to mouth breathe in swimming. And the answer is, not how do we nose breathe during swimming? The answer is it's even more important for a swimmer to nose breathe when they're not swimming. And I think sometimes we get so caught up and, and this is true in, in, uh, running, uh, with minimalist shoes. Well, 
you know, it's, it's the reason why the five finger shoes like were so popular and then just went away almost because everyone started to get hurt because we said that, you know, we're born to run and, you know, being barefoot is superior to being in a heeled controlled shoe. And, and then a bunch of people that were running on flat ground pavement, a hundred miles a week decided to try them out and they all got hurt because unnatural demands require unnatural support. So if you're running a hundred miles a week on the road, I would never tell you to wear, I probably wouldn't tell you to wear barefoot shoes at all. Um, I would tell you to wear something with a little bit of cushion because the average person, normal wear and tear on the body doesn't include a hundred miles a week at two and a half times your body weight with every step or even more. If you're running downhill a little bit, uh, being pushed into your skeleton. And so the answer to the runner is wear what you need to wear to stay healthy during your runs and get into the barefoot shoe as your recovery shoe, get into the bare feet in the grass. Uh, you know, every minute you're not running, you know, don't wear dress shoes to work. So all of the preventatives and all of the recommendations, when your sport demands something that's unnatural, you can't change the sport. So it just becomes more important to do them when you're not involved in your sport. And so as a swimmer, it's not how do we figure out how to breathe through my nose while I'm swimming. It's I'm definitely going to mouth tape at night. So I know my mouth is closed all night. And as soon as I fall asleep, my mouth doesn't pop open. I'm going to do what I need to do. Maybe I'll do some breath work drills before and after I swim that activate my nasal cavities and, you know, some, some alternate nostril breathing or, um, some inhale hum swallows or some, some triangle breaths some box breaths using the nose only. So after your activity, you resync yourself with the nasal system. And, and, uh, the other example I've dealt with a lot in my career of this exact question is, you know, uh, how do you, you know, keep a shoulder healthy playing baseball? Because, you know, when you're throwing a five ounce baseball as hard as you can a hundred times every outing, that's very unnatural demands, right? So you will actually, you would actually get hurt less if the ball was heavier. If you were doing like 100 med ball slams three times a week, you'd get less hurt than a hundred five ounce baseballs because there's nothing to decelerate, uh, when there's no weight in the ball, right? So with baseball, it's not, um, it's not, how do I necessarily change my throw in order to keep my shoulder a little more healthy? I mean, in some cases it is because if people are, you know, obviously using bad throwing technique, then they're also probably not the people that I've worked with because they're probably not getting very far in the sport. But, um, in general, once you have your throwing technique down, just like your running form down, which is, would of course be step one in a marathoners, you know, shift into middle footwear or whatever. Um, but it's how do we keep your shoulders maximally healthy when you're not playing baseball? And back in 2008, 2009, when I had my gym, 2010, um, I worked with a lot of baseball players. We did no kipping pull-ups. In fact, we only did chin-ups. We did no overhead barbell work. You know, this is kind of where kettlebells came in. And I talk about this on the podcast with Eric Cressy about free pressing. Um, but I did very little overhead work, very little overhead pressing with, uh, baseball players, nothing with a barbell. Um, uh, they didn't do Olympic lifts. So their program was basically like trap bar, deadlift, sled push, uh, lots of different push up variations, lots of TRX or ring rows, um, and, uh, and kettlebell swings and single leg RDLs and, and some plyometrics and, and maybe a little bit of battling ropes, but there was absolutely none of what I thought didn't pass the risk reward idea, right? Because if I heard a baseball throwing 
athlete doing kipping pull-ups in the gym and I ruin his college scholarship, then that was a pretty stupid thing to tell him to do in the gym, right? And so that's kind of the answer to the question. Anytime, it doesn't matter, even if it's high-heeled shoes, like your job, I don't know what kind of job this might be, but if your job requires high-heeled shoes or you just feel most confident, comfortable, and and in your in alignment when you're wearing or you look a certain way to perform your job, then wear the high heels to work. It's just important that as soon as the day is over, you get yourself into you know the Vivo barefoot shoes or you know bare feet, and you go walk more steps than you took during the workday. Um, and that's the other thing too is with the swimming, it's like we take twenty three thousand breaths a day. You know how many ultimately were in the pool. I know the intensity was higher, um, but you can still have the vast majority of your breaths of the day be in the nose. And so um, that's the answer. And um, so don't try to make something, don't try to change something because your performance will just decrease in most cases, right? Uh, It's how do I make sure that this doesn't lead to a problem um, in in my everyday life and every minute I'm not doing the thing. So that's it guys um this is a quick ama show it's almost like a five minute friday and i know a lot of other people have done podcasts like that and that might be what this show becomes because i just want to give you guys a quick piece of information uh get it out there obviously i won't miss weeks when i do that because it's a lot easier for me to just record these real quick punchy high value shows um and i hope you have a wonderful weekend if you're listening to this on friday and if you're listening to this on a monday or tuesday and it's like the year 2025 then i wish you a great day as well i hope that you have all that you had asked for in this day so thank you guys thank you thank you thank you be well please share the show around of course with anybody that you think could benefit from this uh little message and stay tuned tuesday we've got a great show coming up with a good friend of mine so i know you guys are going to dig it and i will talk to you soon ciao hey guys i hope you enjoyed today's show for the show notes for today's episode head on over to coachjoedi.com and click podcast from the menu if you'd like to leave a review which i would absolutely appreciate on itunes or stitcher wherever you found this show please do so. These mean the world to me. They help me understand what my audience is gaining from these shows that I'm pouring my heart into and ultimately helps us to reach more people because these platforms like shows that get reviews. So it helps us out so much. If you're digging the shows, this would be so great if you could just leave a review. Also, I still give away $150 every two weeks to kettlebellkings.com to somebody that reviews my show. So if you leave a review, just screenshot it and email it to hey at coachjodi.com and my team will enter you to win this $150 gift card so that you can outfit your home with a couple of kettlebells on me. Also, when you're in the show notes, you'll find links to any products that we discussed. For full transparency, some of these links do contain affiliate links. This helps me to fund these episodes, pay my staff, and ensure that I'm taking care of the people that take care of us. So I absolutely appreciate you clicking links and using codes. It helps keep this train on the tracks. All right, guys, until next week, thank you as always for listening. I really appreciate you guys subscribing and listening to this show every week. I really put a lot into them. So thank you so much. And you'll hear from me again next week. Take care.